This is Democracy on the Move. Democracy on the Move is a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. This episode is being released on Sunday, November 27, 2022. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. Bobby Bostick stops by today to talk about his recent release from prison after being sentenced to serve 241 years with eligibility for parole after 112 years. Now, obviously, Mr. Bostick is not nearly that old, but he did serve 27 years. We'll talk with him in a moment, but first, you know, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that, hey, money injects corruption into our government. As an example, the total cost of the 2022 state and federal midterm elections this year exceeded $16.7 billion. This is according to OpenSecrets.org. And hey, you know, that money comes with strings attached, right? Well, if you're as concerned about it as I am, then check out Move to Amend. Move to Amend is an organization dedicated to passing a constitutional amendment to end corporate rule and the corrupting influence of big money in elections. To put it simply, the proposed amendment states that corporations are not people. In other words, money does not equal free speech. It's a bold concept that's designed to get the influence of money out of our elections. For more information, you can find Move to Amend online at movetoamend.org. So today we're talking with Bobby Bostick, a convicted felon who, at the young age of 16, was sentenced to serve 241 years in prison. He had 17 counts against him, including eight of armed criminal action, three of robbery, and one of kidnapping. Young Bobby Bostick broke a record in Missouri. He had the longest sentence in Missouri given to a juvenile for non-homicide offenses. All 17 counts were to be served consecutively instead of concurrently. Now, this is unusually cruel. Mr. Bostick doesn't deny the crime, but you got to ask, did the punishment really fit this crime? Recent changes in Missouri law, led initially by State Representative Nick Schroer and then by State Representative Mark Sharp, put an end to this cruel sentence and made it possible for Mr. Bostick to gain his freedom on November 9th of this year, just a few weeks ago. During his first year in the Department of Corrections, Mr. Bostick obtained a GED. He went on to obtain a paralegal diploma, an associate of science degree, and took a victim advocate course through Adams State College. He also completed a course in nonprofit management and grantsmanship, and he put his skills to work right away by establishing several blueprints for nonprofit organizations for troubled teens and charity. He has also written four nonfiction books and eight books of poetry. He's completed over 25 rehabilitation courses. Since his release less than three weeks ago, he obtained his driver's license and has set up a 501c3 nonprofit organization. He's wasting little time getting started on his plans to make his community a better place. So, Mr. Bostic, uh, welcome to Democracy on the Move, and thank you for joining us today. Well, it's a blessing to be here today. Good, good. So, you, you just transitioned out of the Department of Corrections. Uh, well, first of all, I would say that we had you on this podcast twice already, uh, both times, I think it was back in April of 2021, and uh, you were still looking forward to the possibility of getting out, and uh, now here you are. And so it, you just transitioned out of the Department of Corrections, and this is, as I said, less than three weeks ago, and already you're moving forward with a nonprofit organization. So let me ask you this. What is this nonprofit organization doing, and, and um, uh, yeah, what is it doing for the community? 
Um, the nonprofit organization is designed to help single mothers who live in poverty or just may not even be in poverty, may just be falling on hard times. And uh, I grew up as a poor child, and um, we wish our mother had the help that we give the mothers that we give through the organization. So um, everything we give them is, is uh, new or used, but good good addition. We don't give nobody something that we wouldn't wear or we wouldn't want to have. Mm-hmm. So that's the main agenda. Okay, so you're you're helping out uh, single mothers trying to raise their children, and this would be uh, obviously a real big help. Are you are you getting the uh, donations from people? Then is, is that how is that how this works? Uh, well, seventy five percent of donations have been out of pocket so far because I haven't uh, become familiar with the art of grant writing, which I'm uh, uh, scheduled to. I have several appointments with people that will teach me how to write grants. Mm-hmm. So thus far, seventy-five percent been out of pocket, and the other twenty-five percent just been current citizens who heard about the organization, who had things to give away or a few dollars to spare to help us with. Okay, good. Well, that's really good, and, and it's already making a positive difference. And um, like I said, it's been less than three weeks since you've been out, so you're really moving quickly. Uh, what else is on your list of things to do? Uh, well, lately. Um, this week here, I plan on starting where I am going to start my own LLC because I have seven published books. They're available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Mm-hmm. Um, those seven, those seven books I put out since I've been in prison, but, um, I have eight other books that are unpublished and those other eight published, unpublished books, I'm going to take all those books and put them on my own publishing company, independent. And 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 you mentioned Amazon. Is it going to be? Are you going to you're going to be your own independent publisher? But will you market it through Amazon, or how will that work? I'll be marketed through Amazon, wherever other books are sold. I'll uh, sell my own books directly from my website, um, but they'll still also be available on Amazon as well. Okay, okay, that's good. So you already have your website set up then? Uh, all that work I got to do this week. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna be busy every day because. I got so many goals stacked up on top of goals that uh, yeah. there's no free time. Yeah. yeah, you're pretty busy. Um, so let's get back to you know the uh, this the sense of fairness. As I mentioned earlier, there's there's um, a lot of people, uh, me included, uh, believe that your punishment did not fit the crime. It was way too excessive, uh, and this is especially true given that you were just 16 when you committed these crimes. Have you? Uh, met others like yourself that have been incarcerated from a very young age and, and what if anything are you able to do or can you do to help them win their freedom? I've met plenty of them because uh, uh, a few of us came in the system at the same time you you and I was. Um, so as far as those guys I've only been out two weeks but whenever mm-hmm. I see them I'm still doing the same thing positive stuff I was doing in prison so when I see them it's the same type of conversations and the same energy that I give that I had in there. It's just a better energy. I heard because when you're free, mm-hmm. everything feels different. The world is beautiful. Despite people telling me how bad things is or the problems, when you came to jail, you see solutions. You see beauty where other people may see ugliness. That's that's hard to do. I mean, it's uh, how do you um, – I mean, you, you did a lot when you were being incarcerated, and – you you rose to the occasion. You educated yourself. You wrote books. Uh, I understand you started a book club and encouraged other inmates to uh, to read the books, make themselves better. And uh, that's 
I mean, is that's pretty unusual, isn't it? Or, or is that is that typical? No, it's unusual, but to me it was natural. It's like breathing because that's what I wanted to do. Not many was doing it, but they should have been. But as long as you're doing that, you're actually somewhere maybe inspiring somebody else. So you just keep doing mm-hmm. those type of things because it comes naturally. That's what you want to do. Yeah. But how do you encourage others to do that then? Because um, you know you you are you're fairly unique in that regard that you um, you 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 see the bright thing, you see the good things in life, whereas other people see darkness, as you said. How do you get other people to turn to to go away from the darkness and, and see the the bright thing, the bright side of life? That was the purpose of starting a book club because if they have men to look without from I want them to look within and books make you look within so the purpose of the book club was inspiring them to try to get them to read the same books that motivated me to change to inspire them to get some from books to, to take the action from the book not just read but to act off the books mm-hmm. so I was trying to get them to you know activate themselves through reading basically because that's the best tool because you can give a speech to anybody but a speech it can go in one or out the other but books gonna stick with you so yeah. that's what was the purpose of trying to get people reading so that was my main tool to, to give people was books mm-hmm. do, do you think you were successful in that endeavor yeah uh in the sense that uh some people in the world the way the world is people will move by um, results, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can talk to people all day, but until they see results, they're not willing to follow what you're saying. So by me being successful uh, and helping getting their law passed and just getting out when I wouldn't ever getting out, that made dudes say, okay, hold up, man. This reading stuff and, and what, what you can apply, application of these reading skills, it can be real, man. So if this dude can get his college education, Mm-hmm. I seen that with my own eyes with no money because he had no money. He had to find sponsors on the street, people would help him. Because back in, then when I was taking college courses, you couldn't pay. I mean, it wasn't free. So right. how did he pay for that? How did he do that? And that made people start believing. Action and results teach people to believe. Mm-hmm. You said that you really don't get much help on the inside in terms of attending college courses. I find that interesting because college is not cheap these days and you you really have to appeal to outside people i guess or donations or something like that to help people uh attend these college courses inside yeah for me for me i didn't have uh people that i knew it was random strangers right people that i just wrote on a on a whim basically and they wrote back and you know it's uh you encourage yourself it's um you know, it's a slippery slope of asking people for money, basically, especially people you don't really know. And mm-hmm. I have to ask people that I didn't know because the people that I knew and love barely had money to send me to buy cosmetics, toiletries, and essentials. So I had to ask people that I didn't know for money for college. And those people, blessed, they all, some of them said, okay, I got that hurt. And they did that. Thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. It never went to me. It went straight to the college. But that's a lot of money that I didn't have, and those people at the time of their heart helped me with my education because they believed in what I was trying to do, and I'm thankful for those people. Do you think it's worthwhile for our lawmakers to consider helping out in this regard? I mean, anybody that is that is being incarcerated that wants to make a better person out of themselves, 
I would think they would want to get encouragement to do so. And I would think it would be in the state's best interest to help them do that because they'll have some sort of uh, vocation when they when they get out, you know, that, I mean, is this something yeah, that uh, we should be encouraging Congress, our lawmakers to do? Congress already took action. Uh, Pell Grants was reinstated um, this year, earlier this year. So now the way it is, is uh, you can't choose your particular college, but just say uh, if I stay in uh, near Forest Park, if the prison is near uh, Forest Park, Missouri, if they had a prison, that school, Forest Park, can give us free pair grants because the pair grants that act have been reinstated this year. So Congress already took action where schools uh, can come into the prison now and set up courses now. Mm. And the federal government pays for it through the pair grant act. So uh, they have moved towards that direction. And uh, if guys want it, they can do it now. Yeah. Uh, they just started this year. Prior, like four months prior to me getting out. So mm-hmm. guys have uh, more opportunities than they had when I came. So all they had to do was take advantage of those opportunities and change their life and really just not go to school to go through emotion. But in school and college, that education, that civic type education changed their mentality and so they see the world as a larger place, then they can become better. But anybody yeah. can go to school and be the same. But if they change, then we have a lot of more scholars coming out of prison. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would think I mean that makes sense. Uh well what can what can our listening audience do to help in terms of like helping individuals within the the that are being incarcerated to encourage them and um yeah. keep them moving Speaking forward. Those types of individuals, uh, I got an individual in prison. His name is um Gregory Crawford. Uh his DOC number is five two six oh Seven two. This guy um, has been locked up 28 years uh, for a crime that he didn't commit. Um, mm. Because um, I was out on the street the day he got locked up, and uh, he they locked up like seven eight people, and everybody got out except him, and he never been back. And uh, this guy been fighting for his freedom for 28 years, struggling to get out of prison with no help. And uh, another individual by the name of a uh, Jawan Connell, he been uh, actually innocent trying to get out with no help. See, these type of people, uh, the wrongful convictions, that needs to be shed light on Missouri because guys like me that was in it, guilty, um, you know, we got to just fight to get out or get a second chance if we were to get a second chance. But the guys who, who I just mentioned, Gregory Crawford, Jawan, uh, Connell, Lamar, Johnson, these guys are innocent. And they sitting there with no help and nobody helping get out. And those are the type of guys that I can't forget when I wake up every day because they still in there for some crimes they didn't commit. Are you are you posting their names or are you going to post their names on your website so that people can can um, get familiar with these individuals and possibly help out in in some way or another? Uh, what I'm doing for those individuals is starting campaigns for those because they had nobody to help. Uh, yeah. uh, they they, I had to get out of I'm, I'm starting their campaigns from the ground up and try to help them get out of prison because it's, it's somebody I left behind that it's an obligation for me to help get out. So if anybody listening, could you, uh, y'all can reach out to these individuals. Gregory Crawford, he's at uh, Eastern Reception Diagnostic Correctional Center. Uh, Jawan Connell is located in Jefferson City, Missouri, and 
Lamar Johnson, whose case is well publicized, he's available at Jefferson City Correctional Center as well. You can uh, reach out to those guys and tell them you heard Bobby Bautic speaking about him. Gregory Crawford, DOC number 526072. And you heard about his case. He's actually innocent. And um, I just hope that these guys get a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you, you back to back to your life at this point here you are you now you're outside and it's it's different obviously it's different and are you having any issues keeping yourself motivated no nah, I, I live on the same inspiration i woke up in prison mm-hmm. with now there's no excuse now the world is here right here so i have no excuse not to get out and come to these goals it may be hard and all that but i wake up the same motivation i had in prison so it's a beautiful thing just to see the world, look out the window and just see these, the stars, the, see the, the grass, the leaves, kids playing, yeah. um, cars driving by, the beauty of life. It's, don't take, it's some people take for granted that I never will, and life is beautiful. That's, that's a really positive attitude there because I think, uh, you know, people who are, who are you know, people like me can sometimes forget, right, that, you know, we, we get caught in our day-to-day lives and everything, but... Sometimes you just have to take, sit back, take a breath, and look around and say, "Yeah, life is beautiful, and and this is a wonderful thing, a wonderful experience to go through." I'm so happy that that you're able to maintain that attitude uh, despite the uh, adversities that you that you faced. What is your message to young people, such as your 16 year old self, that may be heading in the wrong direction in life? And my message to my young self is for number rule number one, listen to your mother. Um, because the one lady that you rebelling against or think that she don't know what she's talking about, I know you think she old fashioned, but that's the one lady who gonna be there for you and everything everybody else turn their back. Mm-hmm. When all odds against you, your mother's gonna be there. So listen to her because she's your first teacher. And her to her words and listen to her and you shall prosper. Yeah. That's not always so easy, though, is it? I mean, for for a young man, especially and young women, I suppose as well. Um, you know, you no, you know your mother loves you and everything, and she's looking out after your best interests. But then you have your day to day life too, right? That you have to leave yeah, the house and do a, things, right? You live in a world of peer pressure, teenagers. These people, your mother, you feel like she old fashioned. She don't know what you're talking about. But this generation we live in, we're talking about mothers having kids at 17, you know, so mm-hmm. she not far off from you. She was just your age 17 years ago. So why would you not listen to her when she just made the same mistake she telling you not to make? But we hard-headed as kids, so we do this for everything we told not to. But it sometimes have drastic, tragic consequences, such as what my situation is. Mm-hmm. You can't come back from those type of situations. When you get killed or get 200-some years of life without Dudes don't come back from that. So, you, you know, listen to her. It's the, it's the difference between getting sentenced to life in prison, uh, 30 years in prison, 20 years in prison, uh, paralyzing, getting paralyzed, uh, uh, car accident, anything which she tell you not to do. These are the tragic consequences. Sometimes it's not just a, uh, a ticket or uh, uh, getting fired from a job, getting suspended from school. Now, we're talking about you have long-term consequences there's no coming back from so it's not just i'm not listening to my mother this will happen to me 
I'll be put on punishment or I'll miss school for a couple of days. No, nah, we talking about things that's life changing that can change your life and her life forever. And then to study her saying, look, uh, you should listen to me. She will blame herself. She will live with guilt because thinking she did something wrong. When in fact, she did everything she could, but it's the mother's nature to worry and to blame herself. So you putting a second burden on her too. And you might not even live with regret. You might just go on and live with the consequence, but she got to live with the burden of the hurt of what you're going through and blaming herself at the same time. So these are the burdens we put on our mothers. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I, I like what you just said there because I, I raised a son myself. He's 27 years old. And I used to tell him when he was younger, I says, you know, you might think it's your own life, but it isn't. You know, your, your mother and your father are, are, uh, are devastated if anything happens to you. So, you know, take care of yourself because it's not your life. It's everybody else's life as well. It's all the people that love you. It's their life as well. And who can love you more than your mother? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. yeah I get your point there. It, but also one of the challenges, you know, I, I can just, I can see me talking to my 16 year old self saying, yeah, but, you know, because you, you, you still got to go to school. You still yeah, got to deal looking, with, with, with reality. I'm looking at him right now. He's walking down the hallway. He's, he's, he's passing, saying he wants to be cool. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's with the latest fashion. He's listening to the late, latest music. Yeah. He's, he's rebellious. He's cool. He would have no other way, right? Well, that's, uh, that, that's really what I was getting at, because there, there right. are, what, what other way can you give to a, a young man like that? I know, listen to his mother. He mm-hmm. lose a cool point. If he try to follow her advice, he lose his cool point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one day, if he can realize when I tell him my story, like I went straight from school to prison. That's mm-hmm. what we call the school to prison pipeline that some people say, but yeah. I went straight from school to a prison. So what he what he faced with and what he's dealing with is he can go straight from that school to a prison or to his death. So we we got we telling him that even though you lose cool points, it's only temporary. But if you try to stay with, with those cool points and I listen to it, look at the consequences and think of a story of a guy, a real yeah. life story. Of a sixteen-year-old, look what happened to him. Yeah. It can happen to you. And here go some other stories too of what happened to people at that age. So it can't happen to you. So let's listen to him because if he listened to him, he wouldn't be where he's at. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Okay. Uh, so uh, you have already one nonprofit organization. You said you're putting together an LLC uh, to market your books and, and, and do book publishing. Would would you just be publishing your own books, or would you also help other people publish their books as well? Well, the first two years, I'll be – well, the first year, I'll probably focus on mine. But mm-hmm. if somebody will trust me with their project and no one publish their own book and they got a message there, I wouldn't take on those projects as well. Okay, okay. And what can people do to help your uh, your 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 efforts at this point? At uh, you know helping single mothers and and starting up uh, you know community programs to help your community. What can people do to help? Uh, well, people can uh, help uh, the nonprofit. Uh, they can go to um, Cash App, uh, Dollar Sign, or Dear Mama, nineteen seventy five. That's the name of. Cash out to the nonprofit organization. As okay. far as 
my efforts individually. Um, my cash app is dollar sign. I am Bobby Bostic. I am Bobby Bostic. Okay. And that's B O S T I C Bobby Bostic. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good. So before we part ways here this morning, do you have any uh, words of wisdom to uh, any final words you'd like to say to people out there? Uh, just please um, enjoy life, man. You wake up despite your bills, despite your health issues, despite your problems. Man, life is beautiful. It's just some things got to be taken away from and just realize that. And please don't have to go through that, but just... Take a walk and just take a walk around the block. Uh, just, just smell the good air. Smell the cold air. And just a, a solution will come to your problems. Don't try to uh, just uh, overdo a solution or force a solution. Uh, life itself has a way of giving you a solution. Mm. If you just go through life and experience it the best way you can because you got to do this in the prison cell with a, uh, a constant madness noise around you all day. It's hard to practice that, but I did it inside prison for 27 years, and that's how I was able to get her because prison is designed to keep you trapped, and it'll keep you stuck because of prison. That's how it is. It's a trap, and the majority of us falls in that trap. So um, by me being through that, then I'm telling you from experience to just enjoy life no matter what. We've been talking with Bobby Bostic, who was originally sentenced to 241 years in prison, but is now a free man who is determined to make our community a better place. So, Mr. Bostic, Bobby, thank you for joining us on Democracy on the Move today. Okay, and um, if anybody would like to contact me, um, I can be reached at um, my number is um, 314 309-1058. If anybody would like to speak to me, then they can speak to me at that number. Uh, any advice, any help I can give. And uh, thank you all for listening. And thank you, Dan, and Democracy on the Move for hosting me. You've been listening to Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. Please tune in each week where we will feature guests and topics that will help keep you in touch with our march toward a more perfect union. If you have any questions or suggestions, or if you'd like to sponsor future episodes, well, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at info at democracyonthemove.org or contact us on our webpage at democracyonthemove.org contact. Democracy on the Move is all one word. Theme music, Murky Waters, performed by El Rey Music, used under license from Shutterstock. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to be with you this week. Please have a safe week ahead, and we hope you'll tune in again next week.